It is Locked on Jazz for the 21st of February. How do the Jazz do against the best offensive teams in the NBA? How do the Jazz do compared to the other teams of the Western Conference against the best in the West? We'll look at all of that, plus get ready for a huge weekend as the Spurs and the Rockets come to town. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it a whole heck of a lot more fun for you to be a Jazz fan. What a weekend. It's all getting the second half of the season, playoff push, a lot of fun. By the way, on our Jazz radio broadcasts, we will now be going live to the most important games every night that are going on around the league. So interactive. We'll be popping over to the watch to see what's going on with the Mavericks and the Spur and the Thunder and the and the Rockets and the Nuggets and the Clippers and the Lakers throughout uh, the final 28 game stretch. So that's it's a lot of fun. We're the only radio broadcast in the country that does that, uh, and we'll bring that to you on our on our broadcast, so make sure you tune in. You can listen to Jazz Radio through your smart device. Tell it to play 1280 The Zone in Salt Lake City or 97.5 FM in Salt Lake if we get bumped for the Utah State Aggies. Um, if you have League Pass for 995, you can activate the NBA skill on Alexa and do the same. Uh, if anyone else has any other ways they listen to the radio broadcast at home, you should tell your smart device, please share it with me and I'll share it out on Twitter at Lockdown Sports. All right, I... I did a bunch of research today. Uh, Here's what we have coming up. We have 12 games coming up against the best offensive teams in the NBA. So this is really going to be what determines who we are, how good we are. So we we play 12 games the remainder of of our way against the best offensive teams in the NBA. And... Uh, we play eight games against the best defensive, t- top 10 defensive teams, but 12 against the top. And then, if you look at the top 12, 10 offensive teams in the league, well, Toronto's 12th, and we play them. But if you go over the last 15 games, Toronto's third. New Orleans is 15th. But if you go over the last 15 games, New Orleans is 7th. If you look at the Oklahoma City Thunder, they're 14th. But if you look at the last 15 games, they're sixth. So you look at what we have coming up here. We've got San Antonio, who's the 10th best offensive team in the league. Houston, who's the second best offensive team in the league. Phoenix, who's 17th in the league offensively and has not been actually better recently. So that's that's like our respite, 17th. Boston comes in fifth best offensive team in the league. Washington comes in 13th best offensive team in the league. And if you look at them, they've slumped a little bit just down to 15th, but 13th best. So above average, like everyone. Then we go on the road. Cleveland's not good. New York's not good. We play Boston and Detroit. And before that, we come back to that Toronto, who's 12th, but third recently. Oklahoma City, who for the season is 14th, but top 10 recently. Oklahoma City, who, uh, excuse me, New Orleans, who's, as I mentioned for you, 15th, but better. Then we play Memphis, who over the last period of time has been pretty good offensive, er, has been just flat out great defensively, not as good offensively, 22nd in the league, 18th overall offensively. 
then the Lakers back-to-back, then Minnesota's good, then San Antonio top 10, then Dallas, then Atlanta. So we're going to have to find out whether or not we're good enough to be able to stop top 10 offensive teams. So I took a second and looked at where we rank compared to Western Conference teams against top 10 teams. So our defensive rating against top 10 offenses so far this season in the 16 games we've played against them, which is the fewest of anyone in the league, of these teams, is a 108. The league average is a 110.8. So we're better than average, but 108, how does that compare? The Lakers are the best at 105.4. The the Clippers are second best at 106. The Rockets are third best at 106.9. Denver is fourth best at 107, then we come in at 108, then the Thunder at 108.3, then Dallas at 111.6. And our record in those games is 7-9 and because our offense has struggled. When we have played the best offensive teams in the league, our offense has struggled. Well, why does that? Because we are so good if we take a defensive rebound the other way. When we get a team, and this is really partially since Clarkson, but for for the most of the season, and, and I'll look at it just since Clarkson. If we take a team that is, and, and we start our offense and get into our flow set, we are really terrific. That's when we're at our best, is when we have teams kind of working their way back to the defensive set, and then we're able to get into our offense, hit them with some early action, and that's when we're great. If you look at points off after defensive rebounding, we're, in those circumstances, we're one of the best teams in the league. That's what that's what def, that's when we're at our best. But what's happening here is that when we suddenly have to go take the ball out of the net, we're not quite as good. So the numbers are pretty impressive. After a defensive rebound, we average 1.26 points per possession. The next best in the league is New Orleans at 1.21 because they run it down your throat. After a made shot, we average 1.1 points per possession. 1.11. Still sixth best in the league. We take we hold the ball for the longest of any team in the league. We, we do a lot of things really well. Um, but it's we're not as good. Where we kill you is if we take a defensive rebound and go the other way. So what actually happens to us when we play these elite-level offensive teams is we don't score as much. And then we're not as good. So if you look at our record against the top 10 offensive teams in the league compared to those in the West, the Lakers are 13-7, and seven, Denver's 11-6, and six, the Clippers are 12-9, and nine, the Rockets are 10 and 9. We're 6 and 7. Dallas is 6 and 12. The Thunder are 6 and 13. There's a real divider there. But frankly, we're on the wrong side of the divider between 1 through 4. That comes up a lot, actually. When I dig into the numbers right now of where we are as a team, honestly, we're the fifth best team in the West. I know we've been better since then. But when you kind of take the whole season as a whole, and we can take it since just Jordan Clarkson. But if we really take the whole season, we're the fifth best team in the West. The schedule's allowed us to be fourth and a game off the second, and we're going to have to be better than we've been for the whole season, which is totally possible because we have been better since December 24th. 
if we're going to advance the way we think we can and we want to. By the way, in the East, it's really interesting. Against the top 10 offensive teams, the Bucs are just 7-6. and six. The Raptors are 5-10. and 10. The Sixers are 10-10. and 10, And the Celtics are 9-5. and five. The Raptors have the same problem we do. They get a lot of stops in those games, but their offense can't answer because they need to get out and go. I mean, really, sometimes your best defense is your offense. You've probably heard that before. So for us in this upcoming stretch, the issue is going to be how do we do against top 10 offensive teams? One, our defense has not been great. It's 108, but we are not a great defensive team right now. We're an average offensive team. And then secondly, we're going to have to figure out how to score when the ball comes out of the net, which we're good at. We're sixth best team in the league at doing it, but we're by far the best team in the league at scoring a defensive rebound. We're not fast. It's not like we're doing, it's not like we're, we're New, Milwaukee who comes right at you or New Orleans who runs down your throat or Washington. We're not particularly fast. We just have you at a disadvantage and then we take advantage basketball and we get rolling. All right, the other one is interesting is how have we done against the other best teams in the West or even best teams in the NBA. We could look at it. We'll look at that later in the week, but I've done the best teams in the West and we'll, and we'll look at that. It tells a, it tells a similar story. Today's show is brought to you in part by Murdoch Chevy located out at Woods Cross. The Chevy lineup is incredible. I love the ads they have up at solitude now where the, you know, the heat warmers to make sure your, your buns stay warm and your ski buns, the ski bunnies stay warm and all sorts of fun stuff. But Chevy, it's got the, Colorado and the Silverado trucks, which you you probably know well, they're absolutely fabulous. And then you've got the Equinox, the Traverse, the tracks for the SUV lineup, and then the Blazer that I drove for a while that's just terrific. Murdoch and Chevy have been together for 90 years in Utah, the essence of Americana. Stop by Murdoch Chevy, located in Woods Cross, and have them help you out. If you're going to go there, email me first at DLock09. We'll give you the same Chevy treatment. It's the Murdoch treatment that you get at Hyundai uh, as well. So if you're looking at a Chevy, give me a call or give me an email at DLock09 at gmail.com. All right, Valentine's Day is like past a week. Did you screw up? Do you need a little help? Spa Via is here for you. We've got some fabulous deals for you. Uh, if you forgot to take advantage and splurge the way you should, or sometimes when you give a gift on... Valentine's Day, it's what you're supposed to do. So give a gift now and you earn major brownie points for it instead, right? Locked on Jazz gets massage treatments for half price. That's $109 service for $54.50 or the $89 massage for $44.50. That's right. Uh, You get a half price deal. So when I literally tell you that Spa Via will give you the treatment that you get up at St. Regis or the Montage and that whole incredible for half the price. We're literally giving you half price of spa via treatments. Like the Montage deal, like $200, they're $109, and now we're going half price on that. That's all at Spa Via. So stop on by and uh, visit Spa Via and find out what they can do for you. Donette and the crew at Spa Via and Sandy will help you out. Um, they're right next to the, uh, on State Street at about um, 100 and two South 
10261 South State Street. It's right next to the Orange Theory uh, that's right there as well. So it's 10261 South State Street. Call Spa Via. Set up your appointment, 801-424-7566. That's 801-424-7566. And tell them you're with Locked On and get that half price of half price Spa Via deal for you. 801-424-7566. All right. So here's the other one I looked at. How have the Jazz done against the top seven teams in the West compared to the other top seven teams in the West? And this is uh, this is a, a, a little unnerving, actually. I'll be honest. This is a sign of, like, we're going to have to be way better than we've been here the rest of the way to have success. So against, in our 13 games, against the other seven teams in the West compared to what the Seven teams, so Lakers, Celtics, Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz, Thunder, and Dallas have done. Our offensive rating is a 103.4. That's the worst of the seven. We're, we're the number one offensive team in the league since December 24th, and the good news is, hey, against Houston the other night, we had a 114, and against Dallas, we had a 125, so it's on an uptick, and we had a 119 against the Clippers on the 28th, and we had a pretty good night, 110 against Dallas on the 25th. But we have had some, early in the year, we had some real stinkers against the best teams in the West. We put up an 87 against the Lakers, a 93 against the Clippers, a 92 against the Lakers, an 88 against the Thunder, and then even the game against Denver on a back end of a back-to-back, we had a 96. So that's going to be worth watching. But for the season, surprisingly... We have the worst offense of the seven Western Conference teams compared to other seven Western Conference teams. Our differential is a minus 2.4, which is also one of the lower numbers of any of the teams in the West. Dallas is worse, but that's it. So of the seven best teams in the West, when playing each other, we've been the sixth best of the seven. A little surprising. Lakers are 10 and 5, their differential's a plus 4. The Nuggets are 8 and 5, they just their differential is even. How do they do this? The Clippers are 7 and 6 with a minus 0.8 differential. Interesting. The Rockets even before their changes are 8 and 8 with a plus 1.6 differential. The Thunder are a .4 positive, but they're 5 and 8. We're a negative 2.4, but we're 6 and 7. And the Mavericks are 4 and 10 at a minus 4 differential. So it's interesting. We've, we're going to have to, like, and, and understand, we're not just cherry picking here anymore since December 24th when we added Jordan Clarkson, and we're way better since then. But this is a big test for us. Coming up, we're going to find out an awful lot of who we are. And I think sometimes those are the numbers that we should really care about because those are the teams we're playing in the playoffs. Those are the teams that matter to us. We've played a schedule that's it's not outrageously soft, but we thump the lesser teams, which is great. You should. But now as we start talking about like where are we going, how far can we go, what can we do, how good are we, these are the numbers that matter. 
By the way, I think I gave this in the Eastern Conference. I did. I gave the Eastern Conference numbers. They were they were interesting. How much the Heat? I don't think I shared this. The Heat are five and ten against the best offensive teams. The Pacers are five and nine. So the Celtics really look like they're a really viable, legitimate uh, contender there. That's probably worth talking about. All right. So we've got two big ones coming up. Uh, let's start with the Spurs. Last time we played the Spurs, DeMar DeRozan went bananas on us. Now, one of the things we did well in that game against the Spurs is we did not allow one of the better three-point shooting teams to, to get going. We, we, we hugged pretty tight to some of their shooters. We, their three-point shooting was 8 of 31. Patty Mills was just 3 of 9. But in turn, DeMar DeRozan went and played isolation basketball, went 11 of 19 from the field, had 38 points, and killed us. The interesting one on that game is they went and played small, uh, very similar to the way that uh, the Rockets did because they didn't have LaMarcus Aldridge. So they will not be able, interestingly enough, they will not be able to do that tonight because of the fact that they have LaMarcus Aldridge. So that, that'll change the game a little bit, and they'll have to space LaMarcus Aldridge to create the same isolation opportunities for DeRozan. What I think will be interesting to watch is watch how if the Jazz sag in more on DeRozan than they did the last game. The last game, the priority was stop the three-point shooting, handle DeRozan. And frankly, I feel like the Jazz were right. And if you look at the shooting in that game, what the Spurs did is have one of the greatest mid-range shooting games you'll ever see. And I don't think that's actually something that's sustainable for them long-term. So I wouldn't over-adjust and suddenly allow them to start hitting their threes. But they did have an offensive rating of 127 that game, despite bad three-point shooting. I mean, they were their two-point shooting that game, they were 36 of 51. They shot, their mid-range shooting numbers were ridiculous. Angle right, six of six. Right baseline, three of four. Straight away, four of six. Left baseline, three of three. Those are long twos they're taking, and they just couldn't miss. DeMar DeRozan's shot quality that game was 41%, and he shot 58%. DeJounte Murray, too. DeJounte Murray tore up the Jazz in that game. The Jazz had a good passing game. They threw 321 passes. They did not get any assi- they did not get a lot of assists. But the isolation game crushed them. The Spurs averaged 1.4 points per isolation in that game. They also had a lot of handoff game going on. The Jazz have always struggled a little bit on the handoff, quite frankly. That's always been a little bit of a struggle for the Jazz handoff-wise. That's just a part of our we're not as good on. So it'll be interesting to see now that they have LaMarcus Aldridge back. What, how does that change things? Because they they ran DeMar DeRozan off Jakob Pertl picks, off Marco Bellinelli picks to get the isolation, off Rudy Gay picks to get the isolation they wanted and then went and took advantage of the Jazz in isolation. The Jazz had a very, very good pick and roll game that game. The Jazz actually, had, I mean, a great pick and roll game. Torched them in pick and roll. Marcus Aldridge coming back should not necessarily help that. The interesting one for the Spurs is LaMarcus Aldridge is, over the last 10 games is taking four threes a game. So Aldridge has really changed kind of way how he, remember he was, he wouldn't shoot the threes. It was somewhat, um, 
you know, kind of his thing. All of a sudden, in January, he started taking nine, six a game. Took eight two games ago against Denver at a loss. So he'll he'll shoot him now. Now, frankly, he's not shooting him at an alarmingly great rate. If you look at his last 11 games played, he's 32%. So he's not a huge threat. It's, it's cooled off a little bit. But he started shooting threes and their offense went up. And that's, you know, we got to keep... And they'll space Rudy to the corner and then come with DeRozan on an isolation on the opposite side, which makes it hard for Rudy to get to. And so that should be interesting to see. That's the matchup there. We'll look at Saturday's game. Get you ready for that one uh, as well. Today's show is brought to you in part by my good friends over at Intercap Lending. That means the great Steve Carter. Steve Carter and Intercap, I tell you what, the reviews he gets are just awesome. I, I love people that are great at their job and want to be great at their job. And that's who Steve Carter is at Intercap. He does terrific work. He gets these reviews that blow your mind, and it's just a tip of the hat to his dedication. Quinton Burroughs, Intercap Lending was the best service. Everyone I worked with from start to finish was the best service. They explained everything to me, answered any questions I had. Working with Steve Carter was awesome. Wendy helped as well uh, throughout the process. I was lucky to get to work with them, and special thanks to Chad Rogers. Marshall McCauley. We had a phenomenal experience with Intercap. Couldn't be more happy with their work, attentiveness, follow-up, partnership. I certainly hope to have that opportunity to work with them in the future. That's what Intercap brings, and we've got the special Locked On Jazz corporate deal for you. We've put all Locked On listeners into one corporation for you. So if you're looking for a loan right now, go to Intercap Lending. They did our loan for me and my wife. They are direct lenders. They have great flexibility. Steve Carter gives you the best customer service that you can imagine. So give Steve Carter a call. 385-800-8528. That's 385-800-8528. Intercap Lending. NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit intercaplending.com or call Steve at 385-800-8528. All right, so that's the Spurs game that we had built out pretty well for you. Let's go look at the Rockets. What an incredible game. And what the Rock the Rockets are just through the roof since they made their trades. And last night, they just beat up on a hapless Warrior team. An incredible level. So they're playing small. They're just playing isolation. But the And the Jazz did some really interesting things where they dropped off Russell Westbrook. Made it, He took 33 shots. Harden took 23. And that was, that was very much the key to that game. The... The next step uh, is, you know, Westbrook took 42 shots per 100 uh, possessions. Like, that's that's a rate that we actually, even though he was good that game, it's better than having Harden shoot. It's better than having Harden go to the line. Houston threw only 217 passes against us. So they're bringing isolation time and time again. They just didn't do it as well as the Spurs. So these are going to be interesting Back-to-back games for us to defend because they're going to both be very heavy isolation games. The Spurs will run more handoffs against us than Houston will. And we, as I said, we struggle with defending that handoff. And as we've talked about this whole time, they're two great offensive teams. We did not do a a very good job defending, uh, or excuse me, offensively on the pick and roll against Houston. They, they switch everything. It causes us a lot of problems. We struggle to be as good in those circumstances 
as we do, uh, as we did against the, as the Spurs, who are dropping the big, we're changing the angle, we're attacking, we've gotten really good at that. So that's a different concept for us against the Rockets. We're trying to attack now a double team of a team, or excuse me, a pick and roll that is just switching. What I love that we did in the game against the Rockets, which we won on the bogey three, is we threw 321 passes. We had 94 pick and rolls. And we had a great offensive game. We stayed inside who we are and how we play rather than getting completely caught into their isolation game. That's the weakness that we have had in the past when we have played them is that they start switching everything. We stay, then we get caught playing their isolation game and then we're not playing jazz advantage basketball. And that's what we have to avoid on Saturday. Defensively, you're just dealing with Harden at Westbrook at a high level, we're on a back-to-back. They're not. Uh, they're coming at you full throttle. We're gonna. I'm sure we'll start off with a similar matchup. And Mike D'Antoni is an absolute offensive genius. He did some interesting things with some low picks on Gobert uh, and to free things. That'll be a really, really interesting matchup between those two teams. So that's where we sit. Should be a fun weekend. Uh, big games coming up. Watch the league. Kind of set the table for you. We got to be... You know, we'll see what we can get it done. It is the Jazz and the Spurs, the Jazz and the Rockets. Tune in the broadcast. Friday edition of Locked on NBA with Anthony and Adam is available for you at Locked on NBA. Have a great one. Talk to you soon. This is Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of podcast Locked on NBA.